It's time to strip away the music, cancel out the vocals, and only focus on the lyrics. Because this is Song Words. Hello, 2019, and everyone who is currently alive in it. We're back with another episode of Song Words. My name is David Stone, and I'm with my brother, Ellis Bamirchi. I am Ellis, this is true. You got it right the first time! I've practiced all morning. Anyways, as you may have heard last year, we've released a few episodes for a podcast called Song Words, which is what you're listening to at this particular time. You must have heard of it, otherwise you wouldn't be. (laughs) We took a little bit of a break to discuss our favorite songs of 2018 and favorite albums. So uh, now, you know... We're going back at it yet again to discuss new music that's going to come out. Well, new music and music that is, I guess, experiencing some sort of anniversary. We will continue to release new episodes bi-weekly, meaning every other week. For those people who do not understand what bi-weekly means. I'll give them credit. Bi-weekly is a very complicated word. It just has multiple meanings because bi means two or double or whatever. And is it twice a week? Is it every two weeks? What does it mean to do it twice a week? What, do we don't have a word for it, do we? I don't know what it is. It's bi-weekly. It's every other week. That's what's happening here. So, Thanks in for order... clearing that up. Right. I was and... wondering how to fit in in my schedule. And we can continue to clear things up if you follow us on Instagram at songwordspod for all the updates. And if you like, follow my personal account at the Damon Stone, and if you like, follow Ellis's non-existent account at doesn't exist. Well, actually, it does exist. You do have an account. You just haven't updated it in centuries. I do not believe in the socials and the media. I use a five-dollar microphone that I connect to this wire tower next to my cave. We're quite the professionals. Sometimes I can't even hear what Damon is saying. I just fill in the details. <sighs> Is he talking right now? I can't tell. (laughs) More like gasping. So we're here for a reason. We're starting off the new year by talking about an album that was released back in 1999. Baby, One More Time. Have you heard of this album, Ellis? I know a few things about the album. I think one of the most crucial aspects of the album that has been talked about for ages in famous uh, music publications and and the likes... uh, was about how complicated the feelings that were evoked out of this album. It was definitely talking about the fiscal uncertainties of Y2K, the dot-com boom, and a lot of the complicated emotions. It's very much the music version of American Beauty. Or not. It's 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 a love album. It's a, yeah, it's a I was going to say. It's a love album by Britney Spears. It's <laughs> not that complicated. I mean, would have been interesting if it was that complicated, <laughs> but it's not. It's not that it, it did technically comment on current technology at the time, email, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we need to discuss uh, her understanding of email. Um, <laughs> but do you know anything else <laughs> about this album? This we were pretty young when it came out, uh, but we were there. We were following along for the most part, but I don't think we either one of us have really listened to this album until now. I would say that I definitely haven't heard the second half of this album. I would say that the first five or six songs are singles of some sort. They've had some sort of music video attached to them, so I've heard Mm -hmm. of them through that combination of MTV, TRL, and whatever. Whatever was existing during the early 2000s. I think one of the crucial aspects about this album is that It came out slightly before, I'd say about five or six years before uh, we were taking music seriously, or at least I felt actively involved in listening to mainstream music. Yeah, I was, how old? I was six. Yeah, I'd say around six. That's about right. Yeah. And Um, you were old. You were still old. (laughs) A couple of years older. Come on now. Uh, I forgot the reason why we're actually discussing this album, to mention the reason. Uh, It is the album's 20th anniversary. And I don't worry about feeling old, 
uh, of this album coming out 20 years ago because I don't, I can't describe it as part of my childhood, honestly. Mm. I think the song, the lead single, stood out as something that was occurring in my childhood, but they didn't... It, it's I don't get that nostalgia that I would say for if there was something like Toxic huh. or something else like that. For me, I, I feel the complete opposite way. This album, I think, may be the most nostalgic album in my life. I wouldn't say the album as a whole is. I would say a bunch of songs that come from this album are. Every time I hear them, that's it, it takes me to that place. It, it, it's like the birth, almost, of me loving pop music and me being a genuine Britney fan up until recently when I've just, you know, I've come down on the crazy and I've just simply said, okay, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, there, she's made amazing work, but she... I don't think she can ever recapture those moments, and I simply just enjoy her existence. I, I'm not as crazy of a Britney fan as I was back then. But anyways. It's, she's doing fine. She's yeah. She's still doing that residence in Well, Vegas, actually, no. Right? She, she canceled it. She canceled it? Yeah. Apparently, oh. uh, she felt that she needed to help her ailing father, um, and mm. she wanted to spend more time with him, so she decided to cancel the whole entire residency oh i mean it's i feel like family always comes first yeah i think it's probably for the best yeah she can always go back on tour or restart another residency in the future once everything in her family is all is all good yeah um well i mean just a one or two things about this album that are that is noteworthy um it sold over 30 million copies worldwide it's was the most successful album of that time. It's definitely, and I think still currently, the best-selling album by a teenage solo artist. Okay. It definitely has records that it broke and other artists have yet to break. I just want to quickly check. What, what is the best-selling album? I, I thought so. Thriller. Yeah. Why not? Of course. But it's there. It's up there. 30 million is nothing to sneeze at. And I've been sneezing. <laughs> He's quite the sickly man. Yes, I sneeze all the time, but when I think about Baby One More Time selling 30 million copies, I stop sneezing. Because it is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> You're cured. Now, I I've been thinking, since this is song words and all, yeah, that we kind of need to set aside Britney Spears as a concept, unfortunately, mm -hmm. because she didn't write any of this. No, she really didn't. <laughs> That's the one thing that, we that I was thinking about when I was uh, listening to the album. I was thinking, so I was like, oh, I remember the song. This is nice. Oh, wait, we're not talking about the actual music. We're not even talking about Britney Spears. We're just talking about the writing, the lyrics. So who wrote it? <laughs> well, according to my research, there are nine credited writers. However, there is a cover in this album and thus also credits the original writer. So I guess eight writers. Basically, the writing duties can be situated under two separate categories. Max Martin and his people, and Eric Foster White and his people. The fact that Max Martin is still a well-known name to this day just speaks volumes of, of how just mainstream music is lost without him. Oh yeah. For better but or for worse. I, I, I feel like he probably is hitting a point in his career where there needs to be some sort of update. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you've listened to last year's Katy Perry's Witness, you will see how much of an update Max Martin really needs. Um, but he definitely has a very extensive legacy. Just a little bit about him. As you know, everyone actually knows who Max Martin is. He's been around for such a long time. He had written or co-wrote 22 number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100. Including, as I just mentioned, virtually every track Katy Perry recorded, a bunch of tracks for when Taylor Swift entered the pop domain, and a smattering of hits for NSYNC, Pink, Kelly Clarkson, and, of course, Miss Britney Spears. Now, Eric Foster White, you would consider was the originator of Britney's road to stardom. Basically, before Max Martin intervened, White wrote and produced the first bulk of songs for Spears in one month after being appointed by Jive Records. 
Um, at that time, he was known for having written hits for Whitney Houston and the Backstreet Boys. I'm not sure what he's doing lately. He, Based on what I've been able to find about him, he hasn't done as much as he did back then. But um, He probably made his money in RAM. The, mo- the work that he's most known for is probably Baby One More Time. He and a few people made about half of the songs featured on the album. Max Martin and his people made the other half. But to be fair, Max Martin made more of the singles that were in the album. Eric Foster White made more of the filler. Not to be harsh, he did make some interesting songs. They just weren't singles. Am I correct in also saying that all the writers are men? Yes, you are correct. You can kind of tell. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you you could probably tell. These are the one this is the things that are unique to 90s uh, and earlier uh works of young women that a lot of the work was written by men. Yeah. I I wasn't there. I I couldn't I won't be able to properly describe what the experience is for Spears or for any of them, but mm-hmm. I do think it's important to take note that when we're going through the lyrics that men wrote this and not specifically Britney Spears. Correct. With that, let's start the album. Let's just start talking about it. Actually, uh, before we begin, I prepared a quiz for you. <laughs> oh, you it's did? Be, it's going to be very exciting. <laughs> what is this? Before we go to any of the songs, I'm going to ask you... Does Britney Spears say baby in the song? <laughs> um, I think a lot of people already know the answer to that. But And the second one, how <laughs> yes. many times? How many times? That will take us a little while. <laughs> this podcast isn't supposed to be that long. No, no, I've counted all of them. Oh, But I did. want you to guess. I, I'm intrigued by this. I am up for the challenge. Let's go. Woo! Let's start with the first song off the album, Baby, One More Time. And it is... Baby, one more time. Damon. Yes. Do you think Britney Spears says baby in baby one more time? She does. Are you sure? There are songs where she doesn't say baby, and this might be one of them. (laughs) I sincerely doubt it. Um, She actually does say baby in this song. uh Uh-huh. How many times? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna say 28 times. That was actually very close. It was really? 25 times. Wow. Look at me. All right. Let's talk about the song. Well, Baby One More Time is the first single. Arguably, like, the biggest song of 1999. It's one of the biggest songs of her entire career. And she's had songs. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the song has aged beautifully. Yes. I don't get this bombastic energy out of it. But I do get a strong presence. And it just creeps into you until you're just dancing with the rest of the song. Just in the first three notes of the song, you're hooked. You know what this song is. It takes you back that quickly. It's a song about uh, she wanting her ex back. Kind of. (laughs) There's a lot of different thoughts that come into her mind. (laughs) Is this up for interpretation? Go ahead, Alice. So I think one of the things that is clear is that her loneliness is killing her. It is. So clearly they're not together. Mm-hmm. She just she didn't realize that anything was actually going wrong. How was I supposed to know that something wasn't right? Yeah. Which honestly gives me the impression that she wasn't that uh, paying attention to the relationship to begin with. I, I think so. <laughs> I think things were going fine. And then the man goes, I'm breaking up with you. It's like, but why? Everything was fine. Well, the thing is, I'm a, I'm a little confused about who broke up with who. Because... Uh, there's a lyric in this song that says, I shouldn't have let you go. That could be in both things, honestly. I guess so. It could be her saying that, oh, I should be paying attention a little more in this relationship. And she's kind of being upset with herself. Yeah. There's just a few more thoughts that I have on this song that isn't very complicated. Once again, 
Uh-huh. So we could talk about the song and say, "Oh yes, it's great. The music is the music is thrilling. It's a <laughs> it's a good triumphant song about breakups." But then you look at the lyrics and you think, "Hmm, how do we dissect this? How do we fully analyze this? Can we be as pedantic as we want to be?" The answer is yes, and we will be for the rest of the album. <laughs> uh, first things first. Uh, uh, the boys got her blinded. I don't think she deserves him. I, I think I think he's problematic. He's kind of like Cyclops. He's 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 throwing lasers at her eyes. It's it's honestly not healthy. Yeah. Here's another thing that I will be pointing out frequently mm-hmm. because I find these lines problematic, especially because it was written by men. The reason I breathe is you. Well, I mean, breathe. You don't need him. Breathe. It's a metaphor. We don't care about metaphors. We care about the speaking. truth. Mm-hmm. Why do you say it if it's not true? <laughs> did you know that hit me, baby, one more time was not what they wanted to say? What did they want to say? When Max Martin wrote this song, he want, he thought hit me meant call me. Oh, like hit me up? Yeah, kind of like that. So he meant hit me, baby, one more time to mean call me, baby, one more time, which I guess makes sense. It doesn't have the same ring to it. It does but not. Then again, it is. It does sound much better, lyric-wise. Sure. It may not be as interesting as "hit me," and of course, they took out the words "hit me" from the title because they didn't want to think that she, someone, is beating this poor woman up somewhere. Hang on. I don't think we spent enough time with the actual line "hit me, baby, one more time." I th- I imagine that "hit me" is probably the more interesting part. Uh, mm-hmm. But it seems awfully mis- misconstrued there's already there was already so much controversy back then about the, the that part uh, uh-huh. it's the one more time thing okay she, she's desperate to, to have this man come back to her life but she really wants him to call her back just one more time <laughs> just one more time i maybe she's like a camel she can sustain certain things for a long period of time a call, perhaps. Call? Yeah, just a phone call once every six months will do her nicely. No, but it's just one more time. <laughs> and then not, we're not done. Once, it's not hit me, baby, once every six months. Right. It hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> and then, and then he, I imagine he does call her back and say, you got your phone call. And then he hangs up. Did she get anything out of it? Well, she's in school, and when she graduates, she probably does not need to see him again. So just one more time while they're still in school together. Well, then he doesn't need to call her. Just go down the hall, say hi. But only once. (laughs) Just once. (laughs) Do you want to move on? Yes. Let us move on to You Drive Me... It is the third single. Hey, Damon. Yes. Does she say baby in You Drive <laughs> Me Crazy? Ah. Uh, yes. She does. Ah. Uh, Nine times. Nine times. Okay, well, that that's not so bad. Another spoiler. 25 is the most of any song that she says baby. 25? 25. And that was for baby one more time. Sure. Sure. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, before we delve into you, crazy, um, the writers, this is still Max Martin's territory right here, but he also wrote this with David Kruger, Per Magnussen, and Jorgen Olofsson. And this song is yet about a guy that she is obsessed with. I think they all are. It's just every song. Although, I think actually Baby is a really clever way to try to get all the songs neutral, as in without pronouns. So, she could honestly be talking about anyone. Uh, That is a stretch. I do think she just, she she does say, she does actually say boy in in Baby one more time, so. Mm -hmm. She has specified that it is a male, at least at that point. I do actually like the lyrics for this song. 
okay, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but like, like I feel like that they that they can stand out on their own. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the chorus. You drive me crazy. I just can't sleep. At, at first, I I get concerned. So it's like, what's wrong? Does he? Does he? Is he just like yelling and screaming <laughs> at you? And you're just like, I can't sleep like this. Stop yelling. She's throw. He's throwing rocks at her window. She's exactly. constantly waking her up. Exactly. But but she does clarify. I'm so excited. I'm in too deep. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> you're so excited. You can't sleep. Yeah. It's like that's that's kind of fun. It's a nice feeling to have. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Crazy, but it feels all right. There you go. Baby. Mm-hmm. Thinking of you keeps me up all night. I, I do I do have a problem that she has to explain everything in, in morbid detail. <laughs> we get it. We get it. You can't sleep. That's fine. We understand that it's because sleep. of You're this crazy. person. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm excited. We got the whole picture way before the chorus even ends. And the, and the chorus is only four lines. I think this is the most favorite song to dance to. Just, just ever? As compared to any other song in this album. I, for some reason, picture the music video so clearly I... in my head than I do with Baby One More Time. What I'll say is that I definitely remember the music video version of the song more than the studio version of the song. And I think that the music video version is much better. Because I, I love the, the dun dun dun. Yes. Crazy. And yes. then it just starts. And it, that is a big uh, jump. But I think it doesn't, it wouldn't have worked in the studio album because this is right after Baby One More Time and that would just been exhausting. Mm-hmm. So well, it yeah. kind of has to start a bit slower and then pick up the pace. Baby One More Time has that same intro too, actually. But the thing is, mm-hmm. uh, the music video song, that was the single, which was called The Stop Remix. It was a very good stop. I like the stop. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> We've stopped. It, I think it changed a lot of people's lives, that stop. They were just listening to a song, and then she just said stop. Mm-hmm. Why did she say stop? It's basically the 1999 version of a drop. She stopped everything so that if you can pick right back up. I, yeah. <laughs> I think in this case, it seems um, that she's starting to get the upper hand. Unlike Baby One More Time, she felt incredibly lonely. She was desperate. But here she's saying, tell me you're so into me that I'm the only one you will see. Tell me I'm not in the blue. Oh, that I'm not wasting my feelings on you. She's finally starting to be like more of an independent person. But of course, she still loves crazy. And she's still looking for attention. Yeah. And with that, let's move on to the third track. Sometimes. Does she say baby in sometimes? Trying to remember. Um, hmm. I'm going to say yes. Yes. Ooh. Do you want to know how many times? Less than 10. It is less than 10. It's two. <laughs> Just two. Is, well, sometimes is the second single from the album, which was interesting, I found. That they made sometimes the follow-up to Baby One More Time, and then they had Crazy as a single. It's interesting. But actually, this kind of continues on with the, with her being independent almost. Now she is, not, she wants him, but she's not ready. She's not ready. She wants him to move slow. She's kind of now actually trying to control whoever this person is. Is that what you get out of the song? I thought I did. What do you have to say for yourself? Uh, that she's kind of. A little ditzy and flaky. Okay. Flaky? Sometimes I run. Sometimes I hide. Sometimes I'm scared of you. But all I really want is to hold you tight. 
treat you right. Be with you day or night. Day, day and night. <laughs> it's too long. You can't spend time that much time with people. No, I get sick of them very quickly. It's sort of, I'm not ready, and I'm sort of afraid to even approach you. I want you so much, but baby, all I need is time. This can't happen right now. She's more critical about herself. Here's the one thing that is going to keep showing up. Mm -hmm. This man, whoever it is, is the most perfect person in the entire world. Mm -hmm. There is nothing wrong with them. They are flawless. All the problems, all the personality flaws, all the mixed feelings are directly coming from Britney Spears. She's the one who's shy. She's the one who's lonely. She's the one that's scared. And the man is just an object that you look at and think, I want that. Give it to me. But don't look at me, I'm shy. (laughs) This is actually a really sweet song, I think, overall. Before you really delve into the lyrics too much. There are some, there, there's a few of them. There's a few sweet sounding songs that you think to yourself, oh, this is nice. But then when you really dissect the lyrics, you think to yourself, okay, well, she's kind of bipolar. It's from the perspective of a man who thinks that what a girl her age thinks. It's basically the interpretation of a man writing from a woman's perspective yeah. and what he thinks she's thinking. In this instance, it's uh, one of Max Martin's people. It's not Max Martin, but it's Jorgen Olofsson. I, I don't want to be o- overly rude about this. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that it's... I feel like with the popularity of the album, it clearly resonated with a lot of people. And I'm sure there's plenty of young girls who are looking up to Britney Spears and thinking, yes, these songs speak to me. It's not that diverse of a selection of ideas. It's like it's like what are what do girls, uh, uh, young girls, young adults uh, think about? When, what do young adult girls think about? The answer is about men and about wanting to be with men. Apparently, when at the same time we go to we go across the Pacific Ocean to Japan, where Shina Ringo. It's talking about about death, emotions, and and the gravitas behind it. And I'll say you go, Zoro. <laughs> well, you won't find such heavy stuff, at least for a girl her age at the time. What was she? Seventeen? Actually, that's not true either. Let's go back. Let's go back from the Pacific Ocean from Japan and go back to the United States with Alanis Morissette, who years prior yeah, yeah. was talking about a lot of serious <laughs> things. Okay. It well, was uh, primarily about a man, but she—it was her stuff, and she was very angry about it. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Let's let's talk even further. Liz what? Fair in 1995 uh, talked <laughs> about a lot more serious stuff than Britney Spears has. Were, you could tell that those song, those songs, and those albums were written by women. Yes, because women had a lot more things on their mind than men. Yes, and specifically written by the people who were singing the songs. Exactly. Speaking of being serious, the next song kind of has Britney going toward the adult. This is actually the first song on the album that is from Eric Foster White. Uh, so here it is. Here is uh, um, Soda Pop. Um, there is just so many things that I have to say about this song. But first things first, does she say baby in this song? Yes. Yes. Once. They, they had to throw it in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. This song was made pre-baby, before she met Max Martin. Okay, this is a very confusing song. It doesn't match any of the other songs in this album. And I'm gonna say it's probably because... White didn't know who she was yet. They have yet to find that sound that was going to correspond with Britney. They found her vocals. Like, apparently he strengthened them. 
Apparently he had something to do with that. He was able to find her voice. But when it came down to her sound, this is a very confusing song. And it is chock full of innuendos. Shocks, it shocks me right now that this song actually slid through. People thought If You Seek Amy was controversial. Now this, I'm surprised, wasn't more controversial. Here's the chorus. Open a soda pop, watch it fizz and pop. The clock is ticking and we can't stop. Can't stop now. Open a soda pop, bop, shabop, shabop. The clock is ticking and we can't stop. Now, Britney actually doesn't say these words. A person named Mickey Basie does. And he also has something to do with the writing of this song. But basically what he's trying to say is, he's ejaculating. He's watching it fizz and pop. (laughs) Kind of like a soda pop when you open a can of Coke. Something is fizzing. Something is is coming out. You can't stop it. (laughs) It's just... Time is running by while this is happening to this man. We're monster writing to the music tonight. Well, that's, you know, th- that is a sexual position right there. A clever way to get by. Oh, the pop speak flowing like it's fire and ice. <laughs> so give it a little why. So it, it's almost disgusting, this song. Like, this is very gross. I, I'm just, I'm looking at this as like, oh my god. We have, this is Brittany saying this now. We have a plan. We have a definite plan to level the vibes, which kind of means that she just made her man arouse and he's about to, you know. What? Who is fair? He's about to come, essentially, but she wants to come alongside him. I'm sorry for the dirty language. I, <laughs> it's explicit. We're talking about Britney Spears here, her first album. I hope you are including the Liz Fair clip. Yes, I will include it. She wants to level the vibes, which means she wants to come at the same time as he does. So. How old was she then? This, I thought she was 17. I, I thought she made this when she was either 17 or 18. I don't like it. I, I, I don't think I can properly talk about the song at all. Right. I, I, I just can't. Yeah, and then there's that line. So much time we lose sitting watching the clock. She's actually saying that she is waiting for him to want to come um, again. Like, she's right now waiting. He's coming. <laughs> Should I stop saying that? You hurry up. <laughs> she's done with it. Now she's waiting for him to be able to do it again. Turn the temp up, baby. Let's go over top. No one else would do. I'm waiting for you. And plus, we probably don't know if Brittany knew what she was saying. Can we just stop? Yeah, let's stop. Let's move on to the next song. Yeah. Uh, it is Born to Make You Happy. David, does she say baby in this song? Yeah? No. Oh, really? She doesn't? She does not. You would think this song would contain at least one baby. No baby, no babe, no ba. (laughs) Well, that's just disappointing. Brittany, go back to the recording studio, add a baby or two. So let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. You're a man. (laughs) Okay. You're writing a, a love song that's supposed to be performed by a girl. Yeah. What do you call it? Born to make you happy. <laughs> she signed a devil's contract to make <laughs> this man happy. That that's all she was put on this earth to do. I'm sitting here alone up in my room because she has no other hobbies. She can't even knit. Maybe read a book. Maybe write some poetry. She's up in the tower waiting for someone to save her. Think about the times that we've been. She's reminiscing. That's fine. 
I'm looking at a picture in my hand. There's a picture ingrained in her hand. I'm uh, <laughs> trying my best to understand. It, it's, it's a complicated picture. It's one of the Picassos. I really want to know what we did wrong. For goodness sakes. Well, at least it's a we thing. Maybe, maybe she's putting some blame on him for once. Right. With a love that felt so strong. She's been so in love. I, I don't think... I think you forget what love really means, like the definition of love. I, I think it's actually oversaid in this album to the point where in this instance, she's saying that a love that apparently felt incredibly strong and she doesn't know what went wrong. You, you would think you would know. Like, there must be something. This is not... Like, she's young. She's not at that point where she's been with someone for 30 years and love slowly faded away, perhaps. She's probably been with this man for less than a year, I'm going to assume, even even a few months, and she has this very powerful love, and something went wrong. You would know. It feels like such an oblivious person is experiencing this love. It's like, that this person just believed that if love was pure, or if just love was there, then everything would be perfect. Uh, just seems so naive, even for a 18-year-old. Uh, I was like, it's like, of course, the love is amazing. I just want to say, it's just like some perspective on the other side where we're saying, it's like, it's like, no, it was awful. You called too much. You, I found you so annoying. <laughs> Please stop calling me. And let me tell you this. We're not down on any song in this album per se no except soda pop. Oh, obviously um, but <laughs> we're just seeing how what this album is like listening to it today and what these lyrics could still mean today and of course not much i mean if you look at the chorus she was born to make that specific person happy and if that person is no longer there she's done her destiny has been fulfilled. She can go back to the swamp. <laughs> she can go back to her room and go to sleep. She does not. She has no purpose in life anymore. And look at that photograph that's stuck in her hand. Yeah, yeah. And uh, before we move on to the next song, this is the fourth single from the album. And it was written by Andreas Carlson and Christian London, which was part of Max Martin's group of people. And the next song is From the Bottom of My Broken Heart. Never look back, we said. How was I to know I miss you so? Loneliness up ahead. Emptiness behind. Where do I go? Hey, David. What's up? How many times does she say baby? Well, she does say baby. I know that. Uh, this is true. What, four times? Once. Oh, okay. Just once. <laughs> That's it. Yet another song. <laughs> This time she is crying about losing her... It is another her... song, this is true. <laughs> it's another song. She's crying about losing her first boyfriend. She, I think, actually mentions that this is her first true love. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> this is the only time uh, one of Eric Foster White's songs became a single. And it's the fifth and final single from the album. I don't have much to say about this song. I have absolutely that, nothing to say That we about didn't it. already say before about other songs. It is a sweet song before you really take a look at it. It's very memorable. But that's the nostalgia talking. So the bottom of a heart is called the Prairie Cardium. Okay. Thank you for that weird fact. So I'm trying to think of how we can change the title to include some that novelty. So we can say... From the prairie cardium of my broken heart. Or to make it sound more catchy, my prairie cardium is broken. <laughs> and so is the rest of my heart. <laughs> Let's move on to I Will Be There.
like I've half heard this song before and it is quite catchy. Carly Rae Jepsen did it better. Making the most of the night is basically the song modernized. Oh man, I guess. Uh, this is a Max Martin song. Uh, does she say baby? Um, no. Yes, three times. Oh, okay. This is a song convincing someone to get back with her. Again. This is a breakup album. This, oh, this is a very one-note album. I bet uh, every single man who wrote uh, for this song just had a breakup. Yeah. And, and he says, like, oh, <laughs> I'll make her pay. She's she. I bet she's back home, just upset, uh, just, mm-hmm. just sitting in her room doing nothing. I don't know what girls do. I don't know what they do. I bet they just sit there. Yeah, it's it's not like... Abba, who <laughs> wrote a song from the perspective of a zebra, the person, yeah, <laughs> from the person that she broke up with, and it called "The Winner Takes It All." Really, a fantastic song. That is a fantastic song. Are, are there any anniversaries of Abba albums? I'll, I'll take a look. <laughs> this album is aggravating me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do I, I do want to say that I think yeah. it, uh, a lot of people can look into this the lyrics and things and it's like, oh, we're being very harsh for the lyrics, but the music is just fine. I don't think it really is for the most part. Uh, the, the music or the lyrics? Music. Oh. I don't know. It, it kind of just loses steam because the first two songs are very strong mm. and nothing... Well, okay. I'm going to argue and saying I, I really do have a soft spot for sometimes. And sometimes it's fine. And born to make you happy, despite despite the meaning. I do like those songs. Do you want to move on? We didn't even say anything. Well, actually, I was going to say this. It actually sounded. It resembled another song called "That's the Way It Is" by Celine Dion. And apparently, she released that song a month or two before this song came out. And they were both written by Max Martin. I'll play it right now to just show you what I'm talking about. The similarity between those two songs. Anyways, okay. I love that's Let's, the way it is, though. No, that's a good song. Let's move on to I Will Still Love You. She will be there, and she will still love him. She will, she will. Once. She says baby once. That's upsetting. How many times she says baby is how good the song is. Uh-huh. So I think baby one more time, 25. Very strong song. Drive me crazy, <laughs> nine. Still very strong. Everything else, low single digits. Not so <laughs> fine. That's the rating system, and we're sticking with it. Uh, this is... Her only collaboration in this album. She actually had... Well, okay, that's that's. Well, there's Soda Pop, but we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. This is, I think, a generic collaboration. It's Britney Spears and another dude. Another dude? (laughs) And a dude. (laughs) Let me say that again. It's Britney Spears and a dude singing about their love together. Have you ever heard of Don Phillip before? Nope. Me neither. But apparently there was a really cringe-worthy scene that happened on X Factor in 2012 where Britney Spears was actually one of the judges. Okay. And Don Phillip came up to audition and it, it, it got a little weird. 
Hello. Hello, what's your name? My name is Don Phillip. Don Phillip. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And why did you decide to enter the show, Don? Oh, Bree, it's okay. Don't cry. No, I'm, I'm fine. I never thought I'd see you again. Aww. Do you know him? I know him. From where? From Eric Foster White. I used to record with him a long, long time ago. Seriously? And, like 10 years ago, and he was... I, I did a duet with Britney. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> and this... Yes, yes. And what happened? At the time, I just... I wasn't... I didn't feel like I was worthy. I didn't feel like I was okay. And I wasn't truthful. In what way? I wasn't myself. And I was scared that... Even with Britney, I was scared that she... she if she knew me, that she wouldn't like me. Even though I sang the song with her. I, was, I never let her know me. Don't cry. No, I'm okay. I never let anyone know me. And I never, you know... So, okay, Don, what's happened in the last 10 years? I found that I'm, I am all right. That I'm, I am definitely worthy. It takes a lot. To, for me, it was just, I, I didn't know how to love myself. And I, I couldn't possibly... No, Don, Don, okay. What have you been doing the last 10 years? What have Don, I been doing? Just talk to me. Okay, when, when I left, I, I was just trying to find out figure out what was it, what did I need to do to finally... No, Don, I'm not talking about your mental state. I'm talking about physically, what have you been doing? Don, there's something you're not telling us. Let the secret out. What's going on? I'm gay. That's a big deal because... That's... That's it. That's, that's it. it. I didn't feel like it was okay. And someone once told me that Brittany thought I was and that she didn't think it was okay. No. I think it's fine you're gay. I feel like the things that happen outside of this album are more interesting than the album itself. But an incredibly uncomfortable situation. But anyways, back to this song. I don't like it. <laughs> it's, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's filler. Totally filler. This and Soda Pop are the two songs I like the least. The ones that include the man. In, in the first one, they included the man for a bad reason. And for the second one, he provides nothing. Yeah, he doesn't add anything to it. He's just there. Okay, now there is a deluxe version of this album, and it contains a song called Deep in My Heart. It is not in the standard version, but for some reason, Deep in My Heart is acting like it's been there since the beginning of time. But we will not talk about this song because you can't fool us. You can't fool us. I actually us. like Deep in My Heart. Well, shut up! <laughs> Did you want to quickly talk about it? No. <laughs> okay. Then I didn't count the baby, so it doesn't count. Okay, yes. Let's move on to Thinking About You. But you say no she does she does but only twice that's because she says babe three times mm -hmm. that threw me off i had to restart my whole entire account <laughs> because i wasn't taking into account the babe factor oh yeah so you included babe this is the only song that she says babe in it <laughs> yeah. this is the second song written by the duo Eric Foster White and Mikey Basie, the two people who wrote Soda Pop. She isn't longing for a man because the man hasn't left yet. Right. The man's still around. I do like the way she, this is more of a vocal thing, but I do like the way she says, thinking about you. It's like, did that be you? I, I, kind of, I thought it was kind of interesting that they decided to make that editing choice. Friends say I'm away. Because I'm down with you every day. Down where? <laughs> at the beach. On my knees. At the swimming pool. At the garage sale. 
<laughs> they say Always break happening. away. I'm missing out on the fun in games. You know, guys, I don't want to have fun in games. Me and my boyfriend sit in a room and twiddle our thumbs, and it is the time of my life. <laughs> we don't do any fun in games. There's no oh, fun God. to be having in this serious relationship. <laughs> because relationships is not about fun nor games. It's about starving for attention. But you smile, and the words they tell me quickly disappear. Okay. <laughs> you just imagine just like someone smiling, and it's like people are trying to talk to you. People are trying to say it's like it's like fire fire and he's smiling he's like what i can't hear anything why is the house on fire but you smile on the words that tell me quickly disappear so are you saying that you didn't hear anything i just told you you speak and there's no other voice that i can hear the words are fading i can't hear you stop smiling you speak and there is no other voice that i can hear well, that's upsetting. What if somebody across the room is trying to get your attention and it's a lifeguard? Shark! What's that? I can't hear anything. Excuse me. My boyfriend is talking. Here's a problem I have. Uh huh. With the song specifically. Yes. You know that 24 hours won't ever, ever do. <laughs> Lady, let me tell you something. <laughs> Time doesn't end after the 24 hour span. Right, right. You can still keep going. So she spends her days with you. So clearly she does not even using that 24 hours. She spends her days with with him. She spends her nights thinking about him. She's not there. I'm going to spend my nights doing nothing. <laughs> Unless they sleep in separate bedrooms. Okay. Alice, do you want to be technologically advanced? <laughs> Let's be technologically advanced. Let us talk about email my heart. It's been Before I go on about my opinions on email, my heart, does she say baby? No. She does not. You're right. L let me tell you, email my heart. There's a lot of issues I have with this song. Primarily that it's very gory and horror-inducing. I shall explain in due time, but Please. I think one of the key features that, we need, that you need to take into account, it says email my heart. And email has a dash in it. It does. So what does that mean to you? Or a hyphen, as most people call it. Why do you have to be so pedantic? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm being a grammar Nazi at the moment. Think about it. When you write these days, do you write e hyphen mail? Or do you write email? Okay, I mean, while the song doesn't seem to age as well, but you know, it was back in the day and that's the way they wrote email. I would give them a pass on that. But yes, this is a song... That there, there is a breakup, and she's pining for the man who she was. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she, she's upgraded from the phone to the computer. But the, here's, here's, here's a, the last one makes the lines kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. All, all we do is check the screen to see if you're okay. When you think about that, what do you think? You think the phone screen. You think probably Facebook or Instagram mm. or something where you can get that, you see that bubble that someone's online. Right. What do you think about in 1999? Was it AIM? But isn't that kind of cool? It's kind of neat. Yeah, it's like a snapshot of the past. They're just like the, the, that, that one sentence is kind of vague mm -hmm. enough that it actually could carry over. You don't answer when I phone. Now that's a, that's a 1999 <laughs> that's phrase. It's a little dated. Yes. And also, no, no one talks on the phone. Let, let's be fair. It's, it's all texting all the time. Guess you want to be left alone, so I'm sending you my heart, my soul, this is what I'll say. I'm sorry. And this is where things get dark. Yes. Because she is a living corpse. A zombie without a heart, without a soul. And you may think that this song is about pining for love back, but it's not actually that. Because she's not saying, I will email my heart. 
She's asking him to email her heart. Email back the heart? She has lost her heart. And she needs it back. Because how would she actually live? This is about the entanglements of our lives with technology. And how our very physical form could be lost within cyberspace. Um, and, and just this isn't the line, laughing matter. <laughs> the laughing matter. This is just very line, serious. Just the line, can't you give me one more chance to make it all up to you? Is so... She's at the mercy of a man. And this just screams how poorly... Um, how poor the perspective is for a woman. Must the woman seriously be always pining for a guy? Be always it's always her fault too. It, it, it's always uh she asking for forgiveness. Adding to your point. Here's a picture of us two. I look so good on you. Did she not just call herself an accessory? Yeah. She called herself an accessory. Shocking. This is way before Beyonce uh says that by herself she looks so good. She looks so great. This is Britney Spears saying I look that great without be without just hanging on some man. How, how upsetting is that? That is just so upsetting. Here's an issue that I have with her. And opening this letter that I've sent a hundred times. If someone hmm. sends me the same exact email a hundred <laughs> times, I'm, se- I'm blocking that email address. I'm sending everything to spam. Right, right. <laughs> Do not send me a hundred emails. At that time, I guess it felt like a futuristic song, but it's probably the one song that has aged the worst because compared to all the other songs. Let's just move on to the final song on the album, and it's called The Beat Goes On. It's not surprising that this song is not a wholly original. This, yeah, this is this song is actually a cover. Yeah, from um, you you probably remember them, Sonny Bono and Cher. Uh, they made this song back. (laughs) I got you, babe. Yes, they made this song back in uh, the 1960s, I believe. I heard that version and I heard this version. Very different. Very different. Um, Definitely more so different in production and Mm. more so different in references. But when they made that song back in the 1960s, they took more risks in their references. They actually mentioned certain things that were happening around that time. This really doesn't. This This doesn't say anything. Yeah, this generalizes. Because there were lines... Um, in the original song, here, here was a few lyrics. Uh, mm. Charleston was once the rage. History has turned the page. The miniskirt's the current thing. Teeny Bopper is our newborn king. That's, if, I thought that was actually pretty interesting. That They, they kind of pointed certain things out that they saw happening around that time. But unfortunately, the only thing that White here cared about was translating the lyrics, making them more generic, and making the production pop more, be like a like a more of a poppier song that kind of resembled certain '60s elements. Think about that verse from Sharon Bono and listen to this verse. This is the same verse translated. Wait till you have reached the age. History has turned the page. We still want to hear a brand new thing. We still need a song to sing. Right. What do you get out of that? Nothing. Nothing. What, what, what is this brand new thing? If anything, I would have liked to see that snapshot of history in 1999. I mean, you did say you did talk about it with email, but... I mean, if you were going to do that, might as well do it here too. Just anything. Just to, just to give a little bit of a reference, a little bit of a tidbit that says, yeah. Hey, this is interesting. That sounds kind of boring. And yeah, we, we'll just cap it there. Yeah, what, what better way to describe the lyrics in this album than kind of boring? The, yeah, the lyrics, I think, are trite and repetitive. The same message goes in and out. Uh, the lyrics are something to sneeze at. And it's really Britney who shines here. Her vocals, I would say the, the 
mostly the production from Max Martin and his people. That's what made this album a hit, I guess. And that's why people keep coming back to it. And I think this exercise that we did of looking primarily at the lyrics just highlights how much it had to be her that puts all the effort in. With all the criticisms that we have, it's like, oh, all, the, all these men wrote the songs. We don't like mm-hmm. that. It's, it's, it's garbage. I think it actually highlights just how much those men needed Britney Spears to be who she was, uh, to make this album as successful as it was. I think without her, this would have been nothing. There you go. Well, another album down. Thank you guys for listening. And we will have another episode out for you guys in two weeks, bi-weekly. Remember to follow us at Songwords Pod on Instagram for all the updates and teaser trailers. See you guys next time.